Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home? Introducing DashPass from DoorDash, your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for DashPass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. DashPass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey guys, and welcome to the Moms and Mysteries podcast, a true crime podcast featuring myself, Mandy, and my dear friend, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Mandy. How are you? I'm currently just feeling kind of cozy, a little sleepy. The weather's kind of cool-ish and a little bit overcast, so I just kind of feel like it's a lazy afternoon. I know. And then it is a great feeling to feel like that coziness, but then the second like you go outside in the afternoons, you're like, oh, it's it's actually 80. This is actually yeah. getting kind of gross in the afternoons. Yeah. But mornings are beautiful. Love that. Absolutely wonderful. Did you guys have a nice Halloween? We did have a nice Halloween, although I will say that it was a little disappointing because I feel Ours like too. it just, there wasn't anyone out trick-or-treating. Okay. And I feel like I've been saying for years that Halloween's getting less and less. And People putting on like big displays really at any holiday have been getting less and less. And so for me, that's like sad because I remember being a kid and how big of a deal it was at that time. You know, I felt like when I was growing up, when we would go trick or treating, like the neighborhood was full of kids walking around and you and their parents out walking around with them. And where we went, we don't trick or treat in my neighborhood because I don't really live in a neighborhood. So we always go uh, somewhere else. I thought that it would be a good area to trick or treat because a lot of the houses did have Halloween decorations out that I had been seeing, you know, when I was going through the area um, in the last few weeks, but there wasn't that many kids out. Right. you know, nobody really knocked on the door. I think we took a tally of the number of kids who knocked on my friend's door, and I think there was like 10 trick-or-treaters. Isn't like, that crazy? Yeah. So I don't really know why. I know, you know, it was on a Tuesday, so that probably had a little bit to do with it. I feel like trunk-or-treats are a big thing now. Like the weekend before, t- typically there's just more things going on like activity-wise, I feel well, like. I don't like it. I don't I, like it if it takes away you're from looking like at me traditional like trick-or-treating. Me. Which I know, (laughs) I know. And I know in this day and age, I mean, I I don't know. It's just such a fun tradition. It just is sad to me to see it it going a different direction. That's all. My (laughs) uh, daughter went for the first time, like just with her friend and they did that, but they like raked, like they got so much candy. It was crazy. But we brought our son in our neighborhood and we walked from here to my in-laws, which is like 
three quarters of a mile. And there was only three houses that we hit that had candy. And each one had Reese's. And my son was like, oh, come on. (laughs) But it's like on ring camera. I'm like, don't, if somebody gives you something you can't have, just say thank you and we'll trade it. But then when people weren't there and it was just the box, he would be like, oh. And I was like, okay, they can hear you (laughs) when they review this film, uh, this footage from later. But yeah, it was disappointing. Even my in-laws, their road, which is normally like seven or eight houses we hit, there was only two. So it was just strange. It was strange. I, so do I don't better. know. I'm sure it's a combination of reasons why, but I I do hope trick or treating is not like actually fading away for good. That would be yeah. so sad. I know. Well, I didn't even trick or treat as a kid, so this is like me finally living, you know, via my kids, and now it's gone. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. I know. This can't be happening. <laughs> Yeah. So other than that, you know, we've had a great week, Melissa. I have seen you a couple of times this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've done a couple things together. So excited to share more about those when the time is right. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. I'm I'm excited too. <laughs> I was trying to decide if I was, but yeah, I am. All right, guys. So we are going to get into the episode for this week. This is a very special story that we are really happy to share with you guys. Several weeks back, as you guys know, if you listen to us, we were fortunate enough to have a table at CrimeCon, and it was right here on our turf in Orlando. And we've mentioned a couple of times since then that it was really such a great experience. And part of the reason that we were so thankful to be at CrimeCon this year was because we had the very humbling opportunity to get to meet and connect with several people that have unfortunately been impacted by a crime in some way. One of those people that we got to meet was Bethany Hassel. She lives here in the Orlando area, and she was at CrimeCon handing out flyers to spread the word about her brother Vladek's disappearance. I had unfortunately stepped away from our table, and I wasn't there when Bethany came over, but Melissa did have the opportunity to learn a little about this local missing persons case that neither one of us had somehow ever heard of. We knew right away that we wanted to get involved and help the family however we could, so we recruited our Haley and we all got to work. Thanks to the help of Haley and her assistant, Satori Good, as well as a helping hand from Whitney St. Andre of the Navigating Advocacy podcast, we were able to finally share the whole story of Brian Vladek Hassel as we reflect on the two-year anniversary of his mysterious disappearance. Vlad Castle, who sometimes went by Brian, although his family and friends called him Vlad, is a one-of-a-kind type of guy, so it really makes the most sense to start his story from the very beginning. That beginning takes us back to December 20th, 1998, when Vladek was born in Russia. Vlad lived at a Russian orphanage along with his older sister, Irina, from 2001 until 2004, when they were both adopted by Steve and Cheryl Hassel, who lived in Florida. Steve and Cheryl were really seasoned parents at this point, having already raised or were in the process of raising six kids before Vlad and Irina joined the family. Three of the older siblings, Amy, Carrie, and Jody, were no longer living at the home, and their brother Jonathan would start college just a couple of months later. So Vlad and Irina grew up with the youngest of the Hassel kids, Bethany and Kristen, We met Bethany at CrimeCon, as Mandy was saying. Jody was also there, but we didn't have the opportunity to meet with her. But we did speak with both Bethany and Jody in preparation for this episode. Vladek, who was given the name Brian when he was adopted, and Irina grew up in Inverness, Florida. A local Russian woman who had a daughter about Irina's age helped the hassles before and after the adoption. So before the adoption, Steve, Cheryl, Bethany, and Kristen would go over to her house and they would be able to speak to Irina over the phone with the help from this Russian woman with translating. After the adoption, they continued to visit this woman and her daughter so that Vladik and Irina could still speak their native language while they got help learning English, which they actually picked up extremely quickly. Vladik actually no longer remembers how to speak Russian, and he doesn't have a Russian accent. Although he did say he'd be interested in visiting Russia again one day, he really had no personal connections there since the adoption was closed. As an adult, he no longer had a valid passport since it had expired. After he disappeared, law enforcement said he would get flagged if he applied for another passport since he's now listed officially as a missing person. Growing up, Vladek took an interest in sports, and he was often found playing soccer, t-ball, and basketball. 
At one point, he even played peewee football. In an interview that we had with Vladek's sisters, Bethany and Jody, they described him as being a busybody who just never sat still for very long. They also said he was the friendliest person you'd ever meet. He was always striking up conversation with random strangers and really just anybody that even made eye contact with him. He loved to meet new people and hear their stories, and he loved trying to help people any way that he could. When Vladek was in middle school, it was just Bethany and him living at home, so they became very close. He would always hang out with her and her friends. Some of Vlad's favorite memories, which he would always talk about, were these times when he would tag along with Bethany and her friends, and they would do these New Year's lock-ins at their house. Vladek loved to celebrate and have fun. At Christmas, which is his favorite holiday, he would have the best time decorating the tree and just spending time with his family. Bethany told us about one year where Vladek helped her decorate the tree, and he let her wrap him up in Christmas lights and hang ornaments on him just for fun. And after he was all lit up, he put the angel on top of his head. This is just one of the examples of the many happy memories that Vlad created with his sister. By the time Vladek was in middle school, Steve and Cheryl were going through a separation, and Vlad lived with Steve in Claremont all throughout high school. Vladek had long dreamed of serving in the Marines ever since he was a child, so he started taking steps to make that dream a reality. He moved to Arlington, Texas in June of 2017, and he lived with his half-sister Carrie and finished his online schooling while he was there. This arrangement made it so that Vladek could qualify to enlist in the California-based boot camp for the Marines rather than having to be based in South Carolina, which is where he would go if he were living in Florida. During this time, Carrie was single and expecting her first baby, and Vladek was really happy to be there to support her through her pregnancy, and he was even with her when she gave birth to her daughter. He spent the week in the hospital with the two of them. While living in Arlington, Vladek worked multiple jobs. He worked at Six Flags as a game attendant, he worked security at the Cowboys Stadium, and he also worked for a garage door warehouse company. In September of 2018, Vladek finally joined the Marines. In that same month, Vladek moved from Texas to San Diego for basic training. He ended up graduating in December of 2018. In the Marines, Vladek served a desk job for about eight months, but that wasn't exactly the type of job he had in mind when he envisioned himself in the Marines. He really didn't enjoy that type of work. In the summer of 2019, Vladek told the Marines that he was having trouble adjusting to this routine because it was bringing up negative memories from his childhood in Russia when he was living at the orphanage. Vladek was given a general discharge from the Marines under honorable conditions. The words failure to adapt were written on his paperwork. After leaving the Marines, Vladek returned to Florida and moved home with his dad, Steve, and Steve's new wife, who were now living in Winter Springs. Vladek stayed there for a few months, but he struggled with what direction to go into next. The Marines had always been his goal, and when that didn't work out, he had to figure out a new path. In January of 2020, still unsure what to do next, Vladek moved to live with Carrie again, this time in the Detroit, Michigan area. There, Vladek worked at the local hospital as an environmental services tech. When he wasn't working, you were sure to find him hanging out with his niece. He was a very loving and supporting and present uncle. When the COVID-19 outbreak led to daycare closures in March of 2020, Carrie, who was a single mom, had to take a leave of absence from her job so she could take care of her daughter. Vlad actually financially supported them for a while, and they later moved to New Hampshire. Vlad didn't really like his new job there, and eventually he was let go but he lacked motivation to find a new job in New Hampshire, and he ultimately moved back to the Orlando area in August 2020 to live with his dad and stepmom again for a while. This time in Vlad's life was challenging, and his struggle to find work really started weighing on him. His mental health began to suffer, and he started showing signs of depression. Steve's wife eventually became frustrated with this whole situation and really felt that Vladek should have a job. This issue, along with other things that happened, led to Steve and his wife splitting up. Steve and Vlad started staying in hotels until they found an apartment in November 2020. They moved into the place at Alafea, which is an apartment complex near the University of Central Florida's main campus. 
Steve and Vladek shared a car while living together, but Vlad had a bad sense of direction and he wasn't really too familiar with public transportation either, although his family has been told he did occasionally use the UCF buses. Those were actually free and they made a stop inside the apartment complex. Typically, though, if Vlad didn't have access to the car, he preferred to just walk everywhere he wanted to go. He was a frequenter of the places in the Waterford Lakes Plaza, as well as the University Boulevard area near UCF. According to maintenance workers at the apartment complex who knew Vladek pretty well, he liked to walk around at night a lot, and the family learned that he would go into the woods behind the basketball court at the apartment complex so he could sing or smoke. Vlad would smile at everyone and start up a conversation during these evening walks. As we said before, he was extremely friendly and very kind, and he was well-recognized in the area, especially at the restaurants and businesses that he went to nearby. During this time living with Steve, Vladek was still trying to find his purpose, so he was not working or enrolled at school. He kept to himself for the most part. He didn't party or date, but he did have a couple of friends, including one friend who worked at a nearby restaurant, and he would text with Vlad very often. Vlad did have social media accounts, but he wasn't the type to really post on them, if he ever posted at all. He mainly just used these accounts for their messaging platforms, and he would talk to people through Facebook Messenger or Instagram Messenger. He also enjoyed playing PlayStation and watching YouTube videos. And we have so much more to get into with this story after a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Cooler nights should mean better sleep, right? Well, if you're like me, getting to sleep and staying asleep is not always that easy, even in the cooler weather. But thanks to Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, I get to enjoy a great-tasting and healthy hot cocoa made just for sleep. There are plenty of things on the market that actually help you go to sleep, but a lot of those things leave me feeling groggy and half asleep the next day. But thanks to Dream, not only am I sleeping great, but I'm waking up refreshed and ready to take on whatever the day has in store. Don't just take our word for it. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. And while our kids may not understand how important good sleep is, it just takes one night of bad sleep for me to know. Poor sleep can lead to things like mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity. But good sleep is available thanks to Dream's all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. You just mix Dream with hot water or milk, I personally prefer milk, and drink a cup right before bed. I'm currently on a sea salt caramel Dream Kick, and it's really the most delicious way to get a good night's sleep. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon cacao, sea salt caramel, and white chocolate peppermint. Better sleep has never tasted better. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash moms. The discount is auto-applied at checkout, no code necessary. That's shopbeam.com slash moms for up to 50% off. I love my dog, Remy, and I want to do everything I can to help him live a long and happy life. As sweet as Remy is, he's actually predisposed to some illnesses and sicknesses, which means just this year, I've had to bring him to the vet twice for stomach issues. And while I do anything for my little buddy, he's expensive. And that's why I can't afford not to have pet insurance. And Embrace Pet Insurance's coverage is a great way to go. Embrace has coverage that is extremely flexible and designed to fit your needs and your budget. While the cost of human health care keeps going up, so do vet costs. The last thing I want to be thinking about when one of my dogs needs treatment is if it's going to break the bank. Having pet insurance gives me a peace of mind, and I'm able to make the best decisions for my pets without worrying about astronomical costs. Embrace insurance isn't just for dogs. It's for your cats, too. And with Embrace, you can use the same vet you already go to. It works with any vet, so there's no need to go somewhere else. And while I know pet insurance can seem silly to some, just from personal experience this year, the amount I paid for my premium over the year was less than what I saved on just one visit. 
And Remy actually went twice this year, so you can imagine how much I saved. I'll be singing the praises of pet insurance loud and proud. Don't wait for the unexpected to happen. Join the massive community of pet owners who trust Embrace Pet Insurance to protect their pet. Head to EmbracePetInsurance.com slash moms and sign up for pet insurance today. Make sure you go to EmbracePetInsurance.com slash moms or else they won't know we sent you. That's EmbracePetInsurance.com slash moms. Now back to the episode. So before the break, we were discussing a little about how Vladik came to the Orlando area and what was going on two years ago when he went missing. So Vladik was a regular customer at the Foxtail Coffee Shop on University Boulevard and Collegiate Way near UCF, which was around a mile from Vlad's apartment. From November of 2020 to November of 2021, Vlad was in the coffee shop up to three times a week. He was known there as Brian, and he would spend hours there on each of his visits. Vlad was known to pace around the inside of the coffee shop while he sipped his coffee and listened to music. Sometimes he would start singing out loud. At times, these things would bother other customers and they would complain, but anytime Vlad was asked to sit down or be more quiet, he would always do just that. According to Facebook and Vladik's Missing Persons website, Steve gave Vladik money to cover expenses. He once actually offered Vladik money for a scooter, and Vlad saved that cash, but most likely he gave it away. Vlad regularly asked permission from his dad to leave large tips for restaurant workers, including $100 to $300 tips. Everyone in Vladik's life knew he was really bad at saving money because he would rather give it away to other people or spend it. But in early 2021, something changed. Vladik's sisters described it like a switch being flipped, and he was thinking differently and behaving differently. Vladik began to reject materialism and said that material things were just a distraction. This was a change from the old Vlad who, like many people his age, liked name brand clothing and liked having the best cell phone on the market. Vlad was so serious about ridding himself of material things that he even gave away his tablet and actually broke his cell phone, telling his father Steve that it was a distraction. He also said he didn't want to get a new phone at all, but eventually he agreed to get a basic flip phone after Steve and Irina, who was Vlad's biological sister, both convinced him that he needed to have a phone for safety reasons. Vladik's flip phone had a new phone number and could only be used for texts and calls. Additionally, as part of this simplification of his life, Vladik actually slept on an air mattress instead of letting his father Steve buy him a bed. Vladik's bedroom itself was very minimalistic with little in the way of furnishings. A few weeks before he disappeared, Steve managed to convince him to get a real mattress. They ordered one of those mattresses in a box. It came, but Vladik never opened it. In the summer of 2021, Vladik started talking about his desire to hike the Appalachian Trail. It was around that time that Steve and Vladik were considering renting a four-bedroom house with Jody and Bethany in Orlando, and Vladik made comments about he just wouldn't need a room. He would just camp outside to get prepared for his hike on the Appalachian Trail. In September, the Hassel family started planning a trip to Tennessee to celebrate Bethany's birthday, and this trip was planned to take place in November. When Vladik and Bethany talked about the Tennessee trip, Vladik made comments about how he would hike the Appalachian Trail and just meet them there. Bethany told him that if he ended up doing that, he needed to keep his phone on him and to check in. Vladik was dismissive and said, you know, he would be just fine. Bethany told us that hiking the trail always seemed more like a pipe dream. Vladik would often say big things to really just gauge people's reactions. She doesn't think he really had plans to go hiking the trail that November. Vladek spent a lot of his time in the prayer garden at the local Catholic church. During 2021, he began listening to a pastor on YouTube that put a lot of emphasis on heaven, archangels, and demons. The family doesn't know who exactly this pastor was, and they're still trying to figure it out because they think that would help them get a more full picture of what may have been going on in Vladek's mind. Vlad would often talk to his family about being ready to go to heaven and saying that if he could go now, he would. He started to say concerning things such as, what is the point if we can just be in heaven? And hearing these things was obviously very concerning to his family. Then at some point in 2021, Vladek found a focus and a purpose. 
He started to get really involved in the local unhoused community in East Orlando. He would bring them food and genuinely spent time getting to know them by taking them out to dinner or to see a movie. On one occasion, he even let them use his credit card. On November 3rd, 2021, Vlad bought a pocket knife for $60, and he told his dad, Steve, that he got this for protection, and the two of them didn't really talk about it much more. Later that same day, Vladek was driving the car that he shared with Steve when it broke down at Waterford Lakes Plaza. Thinking that his dad would be upset about the car, Vlad made his way back to the apartment. When he told Steve about the car, Steve wasn't mad at all. He said, you know, this is an old car and we have the money to get it fixed. So Steve had the car towed to the shop the next morning. Vlad's parents were planning a trip to Tennessee for Bethany's birthday from November 5th to November 16th. So the car actually ended up staying at the shop the whole time until Steve was able to pick it up on the 16th. Vladek was invited to go on this trip, but he declined, which wasn't really out of the ordinary for him. On November 4th, Vladek went to Foxtail as he often did. This was one of those occasions where another customer complained that Vladek was making him uncomfortable. The customer said he was going to leave, so because he left on his own accord, the employees didn't say anything to Vladek about it. The customer later returned to the coffee shop and said he saw Vladek sitting outside with a pocket knife. This time, Foxtail decided to issue a trespass warning against Vladek because they have a no-weapons policy. Vladek was actually unaware that any of that was taking place. He had already left Foxtail, so he was completely unaware that anyone had complained about him at all that day. Vladek's family actually didn't find out about this incident until months later, which we're going to talk about more in a bit. According to Steve, later that same night, Vladek was talking a lot about archangels and demons, and he was generally hyper-focused on religion and was saying things that Steve felt like didn't really make any sense. One thing Vlad said was, quote, you have to be dark to kill the dark. And Steve wondered if Vladek was quoting something he heard this pastor on YouTube saying. Either way, Steve was concerned, and he called Vladek's sister Jody to ask her for advice. Jody encouraged Steve to take Vladek for a wellness check, but Steve didn't think it would do much good because he would just know the right things to say to avoid causing any alarm. The next day, which was November 5th, Steve gave Vladek $100 and a credit card and offered to buy groceries for the apartment before he left for this Tennessee trip. Vladek said there was enough food for him in the house and that he would be fine. Steve did ask that Vladek keep an eye out for a package that was being delivered at the beginning of the next week and to bring it inside when it arrived, and Vladek agreed and said he would. Although Steve was worried about Vladek after what happened the night before, he headed off to Tennessee. During the trip, Steve attempted to check in with Vladek multiple times through text messages and voicemails, but Vladek never responded to any of these messages. There wasn't an immediate sense of concern since he was in the mountains. Steve really just wasn't even sure if his messages were going through. Furthermore, Vladek was known to not always have his phone on him, so going a long time with no answer really wasn't that alarming. Irina had also been trying to reach Vlad, but her calls and texts were going unanswered. This was unusual, though, because the two of them talked almost every single day. On November 8th, Steve got a message that the package he was waiting for had been delivered. At this point, he still hasn't heard from Vladek, but he assumed the package would be taken inside like the two of them had discussed. When Steve returned to Florida a day early on the 15th, he went to pick up his car at around 4 p.m. before finally going home after a 10-day trip. When he arrived at the apartment, he noticed that the package he ordered was still sitting outside, which immediately alarmed him because Vlad had said that he would take it in. And of course, this package has now been delivered a week earlier. Inside, Steve noticed that the kitchen looked untouched and there were no dirty dishes or any food missing from the refrigerator. He quickly noticed that it didn't seem like Vladek had been staying at the apartment at all. But his flip phone, still with the unread texts and missed calls beginning from November 6th onward, and his gym shoes were still in his bedroom, along with that pocket knife that he had recently purchased. So trying not to jump to the worst of conclusions, Steve considered that maybe Vladek was planning to return the following day, the 16th, because Steve was supposed to be gone until then anyway, but he had actually come home early. So even though he was concerned, he didn't report Vladek missing just yet. 
The next day, Vladek never showed up or contacted his dad, and the family's concern for his whereabouts really started to increase. However, Vladek is known to be out late at night, so they decided to just give it a little more time in case he showed up later. Steve and Bethany contacted the Orange County Sheriff's Office and filed a missing persons report the following morning on November 17, 2021. They also created flyers with Steve's phone number on them to get the word out that Vladek was missing. According to a post Bethany made on her Facebook account that same evening, a maintenance worker saw the flyer and had called and left Steve a voicemail. The maintenance guy said he talked to Vladek for a few minutes on what he said was last Friday, which Steve took to mean November the 12th, but now the family wonders if he actually meant November the 5th. If Vladek was really at the apartment on the 12th, he would have seen the package that was delivered on the 8th for sure, and he would have brought it inside. Steve thought he heard the maintenance man say that he talked to Vladek for about five minutes before Vladek walked off into the woods, so he relayed what he thought he heard from this voicemail to the sheriff's department, and that information was then recorded in their very first report. Days later, Bethany actually went back and listened to that voicemail herself and realized that her dad, who had some trouble hearing at times, misunderstood. And what the maintenance man really said was that he spoke with Vlad for a few minutes, but he didn't say that he actually saw him go into the woods. He said he knew Vlad sometimes liked to go into the woods to sing or smoke behind the basketball court and that that's where they should check. But he didn't say that he actually saw him going in there for sure. Steve and Bethany contacted the sheriff's office to let them know that Vladek was not confirmed to be seen walking into the woods as they previously thought, but authorities actually failed to update the missing person flyer for Vladek for several months, despite the family asking them to please update it with this correct information. Vladek's sister Bethany asked the apartment complex if they had any surveillance footage of the days that Vladek had been missing. There was footage, but unfortunately, it was only from the previous seven days, and all footage from before that was erased. The complex did promise to review the footage from their only two security cameras, which were outside the laundry room and the gym, but they said they'd only release the footage to law enforcement if requested. Bethany told investigators about this and followed up a week later to see if they got any leads from the footage, but she was told that requesting it was still on their list meaning they hadn't obtained the footage yet, and keep in mind, they only keep it for seven days, so it's really kind of a lost cause at this point. So frustrating. So frustrating, because you're doing all the right things. They're doing everything within their power and giving it to the right people, and unfortunately, it's, you know, things are getting missed. Bethany and Steve personally searched around the woods behind the basketball court. The woods are very dense, but not very large, and there's a retention pond right next to it. Bethany and Steve weren't able to make it any further than 30 feet into the wooded area due to overgrowth of trees, palmetto bushes, and wetlands with swampy areas. On November 19th, between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m., several deputies went over to scope out the woods behind the apartment complex. Searching dense areas like this is extremely challenging and requires permission from a local agricultural group. The authorities only managed to get about as far as Bethany and Steve got, so they flew helicopters and drones overhead, and they brought in a canine search dog. According to Fox 35 News, deputies found a red slide sandal during the initial search along the tree line of the apartment complex. Steve confirmed that the type of shoe was the same as the ones Vladek wore, but he couldn't recall if Vladek owned a red pair. The shoe ended up being sent off for DNA testing. Officers also did a thermal scan over the wooded area and didn't find anything, and neither did the search dog. In a Facebook post regarding these findings, Bethany pointed out that it had been raining heavily, which made it more difficult to search. She said flyers had been posted in homeless shelters and around the area of University Boulevard in Alafaya Trail. Officers had already gone to the Catholic Church where Vlad spent a lot of his time in the prayer garden. On the evening of the 19th, seven detectives were going door-to-door to canvas the neighborhood. Investigators looked through Vladek's cell phone, which was found in his room next to the charging cord, but the phone was actually dead when it was found. All of the messages Vladek had received from November 6th onward were unread. He also had a message that said, quote, Vlad, it's OB from the back of the neighborhood. 
and this is the only text ever received from this person, and that message was also unread. Through more door-to-door canvassing, officers found a witness who was a friend of Vladek's that also lived at the apartment complex, who said that they saw Vladek at 3 a.m. on November 15th. This friend said that Vlad asked if he could stay the night, but the friend told him no because his girlfriend and her kids were there and they had to wake up soon. He said Vladek then asked him if he had a gun, but the friend told him that he didn't because he had a record and wasn't allowed to be around guns. Vladek said he needed a gun for protection against an animal, and he seemed very anxious, and he kept talking about wanting to go off the grid. This encounter is the last official sighting of Vlad as per Orange County Sheriff's Office, Um, but the last verifiable sighting is actually from November the 6th, which we're going to get into in just a little bit. So a private investigator named Steve Fisher, who has been helping the family in their search for answers, has helped them put together a timeline of Vladek's last known movements, and we're going to go over it quickly now. On November 4th at around 8 p.m., Vladek walked into Foxtail Coffee Shop wearing his headphones. He bought a drink and sat down at a table where he took out his pocket knife and placed it on the table. A customer who was in the store noticed the knife and alerted an employee, and then they left because they said they felt uncomfortable, although they did not mention the knife to the employee at that time. The same customer came back later that day, and Vladek was actually still at the foxtail, and this time he was sitting outside. At this point, the customer told employees at the coffee shop that Vladek had a knife out on the table earlier in the day. Foxtail, who, as we said, had a zero weapons policy, placed a trespass warning on Vlad for the next time he came in. But Vlad actually had no idea of this warning because, in the meantime, he already left. The next day, November the 5th, Vladek helped his dad pack the car for this Tennessee trip they were going on. Steve left around 6 p.m., and that was the last time he ever saw or heard from his son. At about 2 a.m. on November the 6th, Vlad called his biological sister, Irina. She said this conversation was just the typical conversation that they would always have, just checking in on each other. She also said that this was a normal time of the night for them to chat. Irina did not hear from Vlad again after this, which was very strange. As we said before, they were extremely close, and they talked to each other almost every single day. Later on the morning of November 6th, at around 8 a.m., Vladek went to Foxtail and bought a cup of coffee. The employees there went ahead and called the sheriff's office to come issue the trespass warning. According to Bethany and Jody, officers arrived and told Vladek he was being issued a trespass warning, but Vlad was visibly confused and really had no idea what they were talking about. The officers didn't actually explain the reason for the warning, but said that Foxtail was a private business and they can really trespass you for the kind of shirt you wear if they want to. Vladek's sisters watched body cam footage from the interaction with the police, and they said it was clear to them that Vladek was hurt and he really didn't understand what was going on or why he was being issued a trespass warning. He remained very respectful and tried to make pleasant conversation with the officers, but the impact it made on him was clear. Foxtail was a place where Vladek frequented and he felt safe. Learning he was no longer welcome there was very upsetting. The body cam footage shows Vladek removing things from his pockets. He pulls out the credit card Steve left him with, his Bank of America debit card, and his ID. He did not have his pocket knife on him at this time. The items that Vladek did have in his pockets that day have never been located, and the coffee he bought at Foxtel that morning before the officers arrived is the last purchase ever made on his credit card. The officer asked Vlad for his phone number, but Vlad explained that he'd just gotten a new phone with a new phone number and he didn't have it memorized. He also said that he had left that phone at home, which wasn't out of the ordinary for him. He really barely wanted to have a phone at all. It was explained to Vladek that he could no longer come to the coffee shop, and Vladek could be seen walking away calmly at 8.26 a.m., heading west from Foxtail towards the direction of the Wawa gas station nearby. This is the last verifiable sighting of Vladek before he disappeared, since he's actually seen on this body cam footage. In the body cam footage, Vladek is wearing a black hoodie over a gray shirt with a necklace. He had on khaki shorts, crew-length black socks, and bright red slides. The sheriff's office didn't tell the family about this body cam footage until February of 2022. 
Back to November, on November 8th, the package Steve was waiting for was delivered to the apartment and it remained outside until Steve returned on November 15th. On November 12th, the maintenance man thinks he saw Vladek at the basketball court outside the apartment. On November 15th, a friend of Vladek's claimed to have seen him at about 3 a.m., and at that time, Vladek asked if he could stay over his house. And we still have more to get into after one last break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Your money is a precious commodity, especially this time of year, and that's why I love having Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a great way to stay on top of your personal finances without the feeling of doom and gloom that normally comes with seeing how much your bills have gone up in the last few years. Speaking of increased bills, did you know that Rocket Money actually alerts you to increase subscription prices? That's actually how I found out my internet bill had gone up. Not only did they alert me, but they can also renegotiate the price for me. If you're not familiar, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. While most of us think we're spending $80 or so on subscriptions each month, in reality, that number is closer to $200. There's streaming services and free trials that become paid trials that you forgot to cancel. It's really easy to just lose track of everything you're paying for. Rocket Money can actually cancel those subscriptions you don't want with just the press of a button. There's no waiting on hold to cancel a subscription or dealing with those annoying back and forth emails with customer service. I really love that Rocket Money lets me monitor my spending and expenses and can even recommend things like budgets based on my past spending. With more than 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money wants to save you money. On average, their users have saved $720 a year, and you could be next. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash moms. That's rocketmoney.com slash moms. Rocketmoney.com slash moms. We are knee deep into cold and flu season, and I'm sure you can tell that thanks to how many times your kids have missed school this month. Thanks in part to cold and flu season, if you're looking to get to the doctor this time of year, it can be tricky. Thanks to ZocDoc, your hunt for a new doctor is now right at your fingertips. Plus, you can get an appointment on average between 24 and 48 hours. If you're new to ZocDoc, let me introduce you to your new best friend. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. ZocDoc was designed to put the patient first. That's why making an appointment is really so simple. You can make it on the app with no phone calls and no asking what insurances the doctor takes. All the information is right there and available to you. Plus, you can read real people reviews so you know you're seeing the perfect doctor for you. I recently used ZocDoc to find a doctor for my husband. It was a busy day when he asked if I could help him out and schedule it, and I didn't have time to call 10 different offices only to be put on hold and then be told that they don't take my insurance. I was able to schedule him an appointment for a doctor just a few minutes from my house with a high rating and one that could see him the very next day. Go to ZocDoc.com slash mysteries and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash mysteries. ZocDoc.com slash mysteries. It's been a while since I've had a baby of my own, and some days I miss it so much. The baby cuddles and baby smiles, but when it comes to diaper rashes, not so much. I remember the first time my oldest had a diaper rash, I was really devastated. Here's this tiny thing totally dependent on me, and now she's fussy and obviously uncomfortable, and I'm supposed to have the answers. Well, with time and treatment, it went away, but what I really wanted was to avoid it altogether. And now, baby butts rejoice. New Huggies Skin Essentials are here, a brand new dermatologist-approved line of diapers, wipes, and pull-ups training pants, all designed with baby's sensitive skin in mind. The wipes are thick and have zero harsh ingredients for a great gentle clean. Pull-Up Skin Essentials has got your big kid covered, too, with a training pant that's ultra-soft and breathable to help protect sensitive skin throughout potty training. Whether you're a first-time parent or a seasoned pro, make it easy on yourself and your baby with Huggies. Learn more at Huggies.com. Once again, head to Huggies.com to learn more. Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home? Introducing DashPass from DoorDash, your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. 
With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for DashPass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. DashPass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. And now back to the episode. Before the break, we had just gone over the timeline of the last days that Vladek Hassel was seen. By November 20th, an investigation into his whereabouts was underway, and Bethany posted to Facebook that she was asked not to share any more updates about this investigation. Bethany and Steve continued to canvas the University Boulevard Alafaya Trail area and found that most people remembered Vlad for his generosity and support of the local businesses. They asked everyone they talked to to please keep an eye out for him. Vladek's sister Jody grew even more concerned as the days passed. On November 24th, she posted that she didn't believe Vladek would willingly be staying outside. At this point, it's getting colder, and Vladek was really obsessive about washing his hands and staying clean. He would have surely wanted a shower or to find shelter by now, or would have at least come back for his possessions, such as his pocket knife. Bethany agreed that Vladek was known to take two showers a day because he didn't like being dirty, and she also said that he was a little bit afraid of the dark. Grasping for clues, the family had a nonprofit called Night Owl Reconnaissance study Vlad's PlayStation and YouTube accounts, but they were unfortunately unable to gain access to those accounts. Meanwhile, local authorities refused to do any interviews with the media for reasons that we don't really have, we're not really sure, but the investigation is still open and active and the sheriff's office does continue to conduct searches and follow up on tips. Bethany and Jody started a Facebook group called Find Brian Vladek Hassel to help bring awareness to their brother's disappearance. On February 24th, 2022, authorities debriefed Bethany, Jody, and Steve on the latest updates at that time, and they returned Vlad's phone and Steve's laptop to them. At that point, Bethany asked if the officers had been able to speak to anyone that Vlad had been in contact with on his phone. And she was told that they had not spoken with anyone. What they actually said was, no, we thought you did. So furthermore, they said that they weren't actually able to even get into the laptop. This was an old computer that had to be plugged into the outlet just to turn on. I think we've all been there. This is like every Uh single one of my kids' laptops and devices they've ever owned. But they said that they weren't able to get into the laptop for whatever reason. So they weren't able to check for any clues there. During this debriefing, Bethany was shown a photo of the red slide shoe, and although she said she didn't remember if Vlad had a pair of red slides, she knew he did wear that type of shoe. The results of the DNA testing done on the shoe recovered from the tree line near the woods were found to be inconclusive, but the shoe was about the same size as Vlad's foot, and it did match a shoe he was seen wearing on the body cam footage from the foxtail. 
While it's not 100% confirmed, it's likely that is Vladek's shoe. The family also learned about the body cam footage for the first time in this meeting. It was requested by the family that they look at the footage from Wawa and other stores in the area where Vladek was walking towards, but investigators thought that would be too much footage to comb through and pointed out that at that point it had been months and any footage was likely erased. How do we not have like clouds? What is the cloud for if it's not for surveillance videos to be uploaded, right? Totally agree. Seven days? Yeah, I feel like I just want to start like a movement to fund better security. Honestly. Like, I don't understand why we don't have better anything when it comes to security footage at this point. Like this is such an ongoing problem that is such Always. an easy fix that we have the technology to fix and take care of to where it's never an issue again. And I just it's just one of those things I don't understand why we're so like behind the curve when it comes to surveillance. Constantly. There's, I I can find videos on my phone from years and years ago. There's things you can find that you forgot you took, but it doesn't erase after seven days. It's just wild. I know they don't need to access them all the time, but my goodness, there's enough things that happen where it would be so helpful if if there was something else. So Steve said that after he saw the footage of Vlad interacting with officers at the coffee shop that morning, his first thought was that Vladek had a mental breakdown because of what happened. He was already depressed, and Steve wondered if the trespass warning really pushed him into doing what he once talked about, which was going off into the woods and staying there. Managers from Foxtail spoke out on April 9th with more information about what happened on November 6th. A still image from their security cameras at 8.11 a.m. shows Vladek in the black hoodie and red slides outfit. The manager said that Vladek had mentioned being sleep-deprived to some of the employees there and that it seemed like he was struggling. Later in April, Vladek's friend from Smoky Bones Restaurant told his sister Jody that Vladek had tried to call him several times on the evening of November 4th. Phone records confirmed a five-minute outgoing call on November 4th at 7.13 p.m., The friend said that Vlad asked if he could crash for a night or two on his couch, but this friend didn't feel comfortable with the idea, so they said no. Vladek was allegedly upbeat and energetic during this call and said he had spent the last few months wanting to have a pilgrimage and preach the Bible, but he had a change of heart and now he wanted to sing. Vladek's family put up billboards with his missing person information around Orange County in an effort to get the word out about his case. Jody said that she didn't believe enough people knew that her brother was missing just yet. The family also wanted the police to search the woods once again. By this time, they were more and more concerned that something really bad had happened to Vladek, and they even entertained the idea that someone else had possibly followed him into the woods and caused him not to come back out. Multiple reports were received that Vladek may have been seen at a 7-Eleven gas station as well as an unhoused encampment in Orange County, but these leads have gone nowhere. In the summer of 2022, a search organization called Q conducted a more in-depth search of the woods and even brought in around 30 search dogs, but they still didn't find anything. Tragically, while Steve was in the process of moving into a new rental home with his daughters in September 2022, Hurricane Ian hit Florida, and the apartment that Steve had been sharing with Vladek was flooded with three feet of water, which destroyed nearly all of Vladek's personal belongings. Steve was able to salvage Vladek's Bible, his childhood passport, and a couple articles of his clothing. Due to the damage done at the apartment complex, the place at Alafea Trail eventually shut down entirely and will most likely be demolished in the future. Bethany shared that the new detectives were working on Vlad's case in late November 2022. They were hopeful that these new investigators would start asking for surveillance footage from local businesses, especially from the Wawa, from the day Vladek walked away from Foxtail Coffee. Although it had been over a year at this point, the family was still hopeful that there was more information that could be uncovered. Private investigator Steve Fisher was also hired to keep pursuing additional possible leads. Like you said about this with the surveillance footage, like seven days is just not long enough. I'm sorry, because if something does happen, police investigations take longer than seven days. So yeah, it just honestly, I, I, I hate to go back to that, but it's like it really is so frustrating and so unfortunate and just so 
honestly, it's like it makes you so angry to think that like they delete these this footage after seven days. Like it's like yeah. in the world. Because then what if something does happen? You know, it, save it for at least a year or two years. I don't know, but you yeah. just never know. I absolutely agree with you. And that's one of the most frustrating things in these kinds of stories when there aren't very many answers. And as they find one clue or they get one lead and then they try to follow it and something like this happens where you just think, oh my gosh, there's, you know, it it becomes a dead end because they don't have anything. On August 2nd, 2023, human remains were found at 1200 North Alafaya Trail in Orlando. Although this area was very close to where Vladek went missing, the remains were confirmed as not belonging to Vladek. The search for Vladek Castle still continues. In September of 2023, the sheriff's office issued another call for information in this case, and his family remains desperate to find him. Jody said to NSM Today, quote, There's just a huge hole in our family. We love him so much, and we just need to know he's okay, end quote. Vladek's father, Steve, says he has trouble sleeping at night. He says he speaks to God constantly, wanting to know his son is okay. And one thing that we heard from the family when we spoke to them, Mandy, and they've repeatedly said is they're okay if Vladek wants to be on his own. If he wants to travel, if he wants to do these things, that's fine. They just want to make sure he's safe and healthy. So we asked Jody and Bethany what they think may have happened to Vladek. And we're going to play a clip from our call with Bethany and Jody. There's a million and one possibilities of what could have happened, but they're possibilities. Like there's no clear direction to go. I do believe that someone out there knows what happened. There's so many people that probably have interacted with him that just don't realize that he's a missing person. And, you know, you're the information that you hold could be key to his case. Just re- just reaching them is going to be what it takes to really um, find them. And if he is out there, okay, doing his own thing, that's great. That's all we need to know. But in my heart of hearts, I, something is wrong. The family asks that anyone listening, especially in the Central Florida area, please share Vladek's missing person flyer. It might not seem like a huge help, but Jody says that's really the only way she's going to find her brother. Jody said, quote, eventually we'll reach that one person who might know something because without a doubt, he has a memorable personality, end quote. Brian Vladek Hassel is five foot eight, white with blondish brown hair and blue eyes. If you see someone resembling Vladek, please discreetly take a picture and record when and where the sighting occurred and send it to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. If you have information that could lead to the discovery of Vladek, please reach out to the Orange County Sheriff's Office Missing Persons Unit at 407-254-7000. The case number for this case is 21-83864. To keep up to date with Vladek's case, you can visit Find Vladek Hassel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, and TikTok. And you can also visit the family's website. Of course, as usual, we will have all of these linked for you in our show notes. The family asks to invite as many people to join as you can to these pages. And until November 10th, we are actually working with Bethany and Jody on a fundraiser to bring awareness to Vladek's case and at the same time to help the unhoused community in the Orlando area. So we, along with other podcasters like Navigating Advocacy, are accepting donations for bags of essentials, which will be handed out to unhoused community members beginning on November 14th, which is World Kindness Day. I think we actually mentioned a little bit about this on last week's episode. So if you're interested in helping us with that, please check out the information that we have on that um, in the show notes as well. Yeah, each bag we've estimated to be about $16. So we're trying to get 50 of those. It's not a crazy amount. um, And we definitely think it's doable. And, you know, any help is really, really appreciated. As we've said in this story, a huge thing Vladek was doing, he was very close to the unhoused community. It was a community he cared deeply about. So being able to do this and share more about Vladek is a great way to get involved. And if you'd like to share about Vladek's story, of course, doing it on social media, as Mandy was saying, on uh, the family's pages is a great way. We also have a bunch of postcards, uh, cards that you can give to people just to be on the lookout. If you want to email us at momsandmysteries at gmail.com, happy to get those mailed out to you. Just let me know how many you want and we'd be more than happy to send those. 
Okay, guys, that was our story for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, In lieu of last thing before we go, we are instead going to play a voicemail from Vladek to his mom. Hey, mom, it's Vladek. Um, I'm pretty sure you're at work right now, but I just want to tell you I got a message, and uh, feel free to give me a call anytime. Um, I'm just doing a little workout right now. Um, I really miss you, and I actually heard the call last night that you're in a lot of pain, and I feel really bad, and I hope that um, that gets better, because I know back pain is nothing to deal with, nothing to mess with, so I just want to make sure you're okay. Um, give me a call later, tonight, whenever you want. All right, love you, bye. We hope you guys have a great week, and we will see you back next week, same time, same place, new story. Have a great week. Bye.